Napa know-how. There are lots of amazing cars on the road, but perhaps none more amazing than the paid-off car. It may not be pretty, but the price is right. Heck, if you keep that thing running, it'll actually start paying you. Because with Napa Rewards, for every $100 you spend, you'll get $5 off. So keep your car running longer, stronger with Napa Rewards, and watch the savings start rolling in. That's Napa Know-How. Napa Know-How. Welcome back to the Locked On Steelers podcast. We're starting our second week here and we've got tons to talk about because training camp has continued to to be performed at a high level we've got a number of players out obviously but that's only given way for a lot of players beneath them that i think honestly need the reps more um to be able to shine you know you never want to see the rookies out and we've got a couple of those situations but you don't want to see the rookies out and you don't want to see um obviously your key guys out uh, in a way but for some some of these situations, I think it's good because it gives these younger guys a chance to be able to really show themselves. Um, and the wide receiver groups are a great example that Justin Hunter getting a chance to play with the ones has been massive for him. You know, we would probably think of him an afterthought, and I'm sure he wouldn't have gotten as many uh, good reps or good throws as he's had uh, an ability to display his talent um, if he had been down there playing with the threes. If Martavis Bryant and Sammy Coates and some of those guys were out there, so. Um, I actually like that part of camp as long as it means that none of the veterans and, and key guys are obviously seriously hurt. And at this point, it doesn't seem like that's the case. Uh, Jerry Dulac reporting earlier this week that Martavis Bryant expected to return to practice at some point this week for the Steelers. So great, great news there. He needs to get back out there. He needs to continue on with his life. You know, like Ben Roethlisberger said the other day, we've got to get him. You know, he should be out here with his brothers, with his team. You know, this is the best thing for him is to be out here and moving on with his life. He's paid his dues. You know, it is what it is and what happened, and now it's time to move forward. <clears throat> and I don't think Martavis can really do that until he's back out on the football field. You know, that's what he's been preparing for. That's the, the point of everything that he's gone through, uh, at least in some part, is, you know, the, the training and the lifting and, and all the transformation that he's made physically. You know, he wants to get back out here, and this is what he loves and he's passionate about. Maybe for the first time, this is what he's really passionate about. Um, so allowing him to pursue that, you know, I think it's super important for um, his overall um, kind of adaptation and change as a person uh, moving forward as well. So we're going to talk about the cornerback group today, though. Um, a lot of things going on in camp, but this is a cornerback group that has been really banged up. Um, and because of that, a lot of guys have gotten a chance to shine. Artie Burns has been has been out uh, for the last couple of weeks and Ross Cockrell was shadowing Antonio Brown for a couple practices. I believe he did. I wasn't down at the Heinz Field practice, but believe he did that there as well. Um, and uh, Willie Gay is playing in the slot. Down Senquiz goals in your down Cameron Sutton. Uh, Cody Sensabaugh is having to play first team reps, and um, that didn't go too swimmingly for him in the practices that I watched. Um, and so there's been a lot of conversation around this cornerback group. Are they going to be better this year? I think we need Sutton to contribute. Uh, you know, a lot of people have said, uh, in order for that to happen, I think that that's a fair point. Brian Allen, a fifth rounder, where's he at in his development? So we're just going to go through and talk about these guys a little bit. Um, <clears throat> what I've seen from them so far in camp, what I think are reasonable expectations for them moving forward. So we'll start with the four guys that I think at this point, they have to be considered locks to make the final roster. Um, Artie Burns, I think that we're going to see him shadow number one receivers a decent amount this season. Uh, do I think he's fully ready for that? Probably not. But at this point, the Steelers have to diversify their coverage more often. Um, I think that Ross Cockrell asked, was asked to do that a little bit last season. Remember him against Brandon Marshall and a couple other matchups. 
and mixed results. I think Cockrell does everything he he possibly can. Uh, but size-wise, athletically, there's just going to be a lot of matchups that he can't win. Um, and so getting back to Artie Burns, I think he projects better into that role than Cockrell does. But the reality still is that this is a young guy that's developing, his technique's developing, you know, his ability to read routes and releases is still developing. So all that's going to take time. Um, and I think that there's going to be some up and downs for Artie uh, in terms of his growth this season if he does shadow number one receivers. But all indications are from camp that the Steelers are going to at least explore that option because he's been shadowing when he's out. Ross Cockrell's been shadowing. So I think they're preparing both guys. If Artie were to go down, Ross, it's, you, you know, you're going to be the guy. And it seems like that's been the mindset so far, you know, that they're going to be able to match up more in man coverage. And there's been a lot of man coverage run. That was a big question mark in the offseason. And I think so far we've seen a good bit of that. So that's a good sign moving forward. Uh, I think we'll continue to see that. Um, and it's good for Artie Burns. You know, if you're going to be matched up against Antonio Brown every day, there's not much better preparation um, for being matched up against number one receivers around the league uh, than a matchup like that. So <clears throat> I think it bodes really well for Burns' development. He has played well, actually, too, and and he's matched physically. He's matched um, vocally what Brown's throwing at him. I think Brown kind of he dressed him down a little bit last year. He he would get in his ear after he beat him on some reps, and um, I think he wanted to develop that toughness in Burns. You have to have a short memory as a corner, you know that mental confidence, and I think Burns has developed a little bit of that um, and has shown up a lot tougher all around this season. So I'm excited to see what his development brings. Ross Cockrell's another guy, though. I mean, this is probably going to be the number two outside corner for the Steelers to, to at least start the season. Um, he's the kind of guy that is just the fan base and maybe the, even the, the organization to a degree is always going to see him as someone that they could upgrade but could also live with. That's probably the best way I can think of to describe Ross Cockrell. Um, technically, he, physically, he's worked to get stronger. Technically, he's worked on press. He works... He's one of the first guys out for practices, one of the last guys to leave the field after practices. He's a tireless worker. He's dedicated. He's more quiet and reserved um, in his demeanor, and he and he puts forth that work in all, all – I mean, ask any coach or player, and they'll tell, talk to you about what Ross Cockrell's work ethic is like. Um, he just desires to get better and better and better, and I think because of that, you, you're going to see a player like you did last year that, that is improved technically but there's also going to be a point where ross cockrell just because of his physical and athletic limitations not being the biggest guy not being the stockiest guy or the strongest guy or the fastest guy those things eventually catch up to you especially if you're going to be playing more man coverage so if that's indeed the direction the steelers go i do think at some point he's a guy that they're going to look to to replace but this season, I'm not sure unless we see Cameron Sutton emerge and, and he has to get out or we have to see padded practices. He has to catch it on the defense quickly, which I think he does have the ability to do. I think Cockrell's probably settled in as your number two guy. <clears throat> and from that point, you just have to work you know, on, on building him up and getting him in matchups and situations that are going to be advantageous for him or you know, at least not an issue for him as much. Um, the reality is that Ross Cockrell is going to get beat at times um, and not even when he gets beat in camp, he's not out of position. He's not, you know, guessing wrong or sloppy in his footwork or anything like that. He's right there at the catch point. He just can't defend against guys like Justin Hunter and, you know, the Martavis Bryans. Those are really tough matchups for him. That's the reason why I think the Steelers will start to match those types of receivers with someone bigger and more athletic and already burned. So, that's kind of where I see Cockrell right now. I think he's probably sold, sold, set in there as that number two corner. 
Uh, but I would not expect, a, you know, it's not a guy that's going to create a lot of splash pay, plays. He got better against the run as the year went on last year. Again, I don't think that's ever going to be a significant area of strength for him, but he's good enough. He's good enough in just about every regard. Um, he runs coverage concepts extremely well. He understands them. He's smart. He communicates. You know, those things all have value. So he's a guy that you could call him a weak link and link in the link in the second, the second, you know, that, that makes sense in some ways, but in other ways, he's not as bad as other teams' weak links, you know, and, and they're, you know, they're number two outside guy. I think he's an adequate, solid guy. I'm not against upgrading him at some point, but I can also live with him and address other areas of the team in the meantime, which I think was basically Pittsburgh's perspective when they went with T.J. Watt and then especially Juju Smith-Schuster in the second round um, and didn't address the cornerback position really early on. Sanquez Golson, um, here's the thing with Sanquez Golson, guys, at this point. There's not a lot to be said about Sanquez Golson. He's been fine when he's been out on the field, but that's hardly happened at all. And this is year three now. He's got to return to practice. He's got to return to playing because there's not much we can say about him until he does. You know, at this point, it's been almost three years since this guy last played a football game. Um, so I just don't know what we can say about Sanquez Golson at this point. His job is on the line. There's no question. Mike Hilton has played well. Cameron Sutton and William Gay locked down a spot. They can play inside and out. Can Golson play inside and out? They were trying him at outside corner. If he can, and he does play that at a high level in the preseason, he has a little advantage over Mike Hilton, who only plays in the slot, probably in that regard. But I think that's something that the Steelers are going to have to there. They need him in game action. He needs to play in the preseason. Hopefully he's back Tuesday. We'll see what happens with Golson. He and Mike Hilton are about the same size, although I think Golson looks bigger, stockier. Um, both are physical guys. Golson, very aggressive in college. But again, that's been years and a lot of injuries since then. So how he plays when he's out on the field, and he hasn't even played in a preseason game. So um, I think that, that that is going to be one of the toughest things that we have to evaluate is whatever reps we get of Golson. A lot of stock is going to have to be putting him, and you're going to have to bet on the fact that he doesn't get hurt again, which at this point doesn't seem like a very safe bet. Um, uh, I said I was going to start with the four guys that were locks, but uh, we kind of were talking about Golson, so I transitioned to him. Let me go back to the guys that are locks, William Gay and Cameron Sutton, because I think William Gay is going to be on this team. Do I think he declined as last season went on? Yes. Um, do I? But I think he also he's a great communicator. The team really values that in the slot. I think that's why Cameron Sutton's the eventual replacement for him because he has a lot of similarities to Gay. Great communicator, and William Gay is is more physical than Sutton still um, and aggressive against the run. I think he's always shown that in his career. Um, so I think that because of those things, the team really will trust him with those slot duties, although I do think that in man coverage there were times where he really looked out of place last season, um, and I think that that could again become an issue, which – thus the presence of Sutton and at that point you would hope that not only has he gotten the reps to feel comfortable with the communication with the calls with any changes he might have to make uh, at the line of scrimmage but um, that that physically and athletically he would be able to mirror kind of what some of what Gay's been able to offer when he was in his prime Um, I think they'll be hesitant to take Gay out of the lineup in that regard but I think Sutton is a really impressive kid Um, he just needs to be out on the field I think Mentally, he's going to impress them, I think, with his communication, his uh, ability to pick up concepts. I think he's going to impress them in all those ways, but even technically to a degree. But is he able to match physicality in the run game? I think that's going to be really huge because if you remember, 
the Miami game, for example, last year, the Steelers were exposed because their corners didn't play the run well. And that was already at that time a rookie in that situation and Ross Cockrell on the other side. Um, both of them did not crack replace really well on the outside. And so I think the Steelers want to avoid situations like that as much as possible. And they know with William Gay, they're not going to have that issue. So I think that Sutton will eventually see his way onto the field in some capacity, but I do think that that's William Gay's job to lose right now. And I think the Steelers will be hesitant. He'd have to struggle a good bit, I think, for them to, to want to pull him out and yank him out of the starting lineup. Um, but Sutton, yeah, I like Sutton. I like the pick. If you know, if you follow me on Twitter, um, you know that I like the pick. I thought he was a one of the more NFL ready guys. And even though his upside isn't significant, experience playing outside and inside, he flashed ball skills at times. I think he fits well into what the Steelers are doing. He's probably the player right now that I'm most disappointed is not out there um, on the field because I really want to see him perform. I want to see what he does. I want to see how he plays, how he communicates, and all those other things. But those are your four locks. I think the Steelers hope that Golson and Brian Allen prove to be the other guys. I mean, it's always nice to be right on your draft picks, right? A second-round pick in 2015 in Golson, a fifth-round pick in Brian Allen with all the, I mean, crazy upside. A, a big guy that uh, can run and, and is physical. He will fill and play against the run. Sometimes guys that are big and raw won't come up and tackle. He'll come up and tackle. I think he's shown that in practice even. Um, he has the size where you could even think about him at safety. There's just a lot of traits he'd love to develop in Brian Allen. I've heard great things about him as a kid. Uh, I'm sure he's a hard worker. He switched from wide receiver at Utah uh, to cornerback. That takes a lot of time and dedication. Um, so I think that he's the kind of guy you would love to say, we're not going to try and sneak you through onto the practice squad. We're going to keep you on the roster. You can play special teams. Um, but he's, that's that's going to be the biggest thing, I think, for Brian Allen how he plays on special teams because everybody knows he's not going to be a top four probably top five corner on this team uh this season but how he plays on special teams how he tackles on special teams how he does his assignments on special teams in the preseason it's going to be massive for brian allen because if he can do that his upside is more significant than cody sensible um so why not keep somebody like allen and the steelers have shown that propensity to go with youth um and so i think they'd love to keep allen if they keep six corners they'd love to keep him on the active roster it's going to be a tough decision for him because the guy that big that can run like he runs, there's going to be a lot of teams that want to try and poach him if he comes through waivers. So uh, potentially, potentially. At that point, you'd be surprised some of the guys that get through. Remember, Duran Grant was a fourth-round pick, and he got through. And then it turned out he wasn't very good, and that was why. Um, and the Steelers ever drafted him. Um, but, yeah, Brian Allen, uh, I think that he has a lot of potential. I would love to see him make the final 53, but I think it's going to come down to special teams. And it's really – Similar with Cody Sensible, you know you're getting probably below average cornerback play if he's ever asked to step into the lineup, but he's been around, he's a veteran, the Steelers have valued those guys' depth before, he knows what he's doing a little bit. Also, he's a physical guy, and he will um, he will communicate, and he will he will come up and stick you in the run game, and I think the Steelers have always shown a value for guys that, that do those kind of things, but to me, if you're a corner, those things are great you better be able to cover. And I have not seen Sensabaugh perform that at a, at, a, at a, I haven't seen him perform positively in that light in the NFL in his five-year career or so far in training camp. So to me, I would be really hesitant to add a guy, you know, that's, that's going to be in that role. I think that can only play outside corner. Um, and it's just not going to give you a lot of ability and coverage. So I would love to see Brian Allen out, outplay him in the preseason, just based on the upside factor and what he could become. I think the Steelers would love to see that as well. But Sensabaugh's there just in case that doesn't happen, you know. And I think he's if he has to be their sixth corner as a reliable guy, I think that they would feel okay with that. Um, 
Senquez Golson, we mentioned and we talked about, but I think it's his competition is mainly with Mike Hilton to me. And um, I think those top four are locked in. And then, you know, I think they would love, again, for it to be Golson, for him to show up, to be healthy, to be really good in the preseason, um, to play the run really well, <clears throat> to not show any ill effects from his injuries that have affected him over the past couple of years. Um, I think they would love to see those things happen. But if not, Mike Hilton's having a heck of a camp, and he'll come up and stick you in the run game, and he's a small guy, but he's got ball skills. He'll compete. He matched up against some tight ends, and I know this isn't the best group of tight ends, but he's done some things that have – you have to come away impressed with what Mike Hilton's done. And if Golson doesn't get back on the field, he doesn't prove himself. He struggles, you know, he, he struggles mentally, uh, especially with two years, that should be the stuff that he really masters. But sometimes implementing it out on the field is a lot trickier when you haven't had those reps and in, in now close to three years. Um, so I think that's very much up in the air right now, whether it's Golson or Mike Hilton, whether it's Sensabaugh or Brian Allen. And then of course you've got a couple other got Brandon Dixon and Greg Ducre, who's been out for a couple practices um been out injured the team hasn't waived him or anything like that so they're keeping him around i haven't seen much from either of those guys that would make me think that they really are competing for uh, for a spot at this point um and then jacory shepherd the new guy you know I, I think shepherd's an interesting kid i told you guys coming out i had a fourth round grade on him um i thought he was a good press zone corner um so you know maybe the steelers old scheme we'll see what changes how much changes this year uh, but he would tackle when he had legit ball skills, legit ball skills, and the Steelers really value that. So the problem was he was in line to start in Philadelphia and shredded his knee in camp um, a couple weeks in. He was going to be, I think, their nickel. So maybe he has some outside-inside ability. We'll see. Um, but I like him. I He wasn't the same player after that. They cut him the next year. Um, he was a sixth-round pick, and, they, and then they cut him the next year. Um, and then I think after that, he was in San Francisco and played mostly special teams last year, I believe, um, and, and and still has not shown whether he's the same player or not. So it's going to come down to his health. It's going to come down to you know whether he can play at, at a high enough level um, health-wise and whether he can stay healthy, too, in the preseason. So I would just not discard his name quite yet because I'm really interested there, but obviously a pretty big uphill climb for a guy joining the team late. Um I think that almost goes without saying, but there's a precedent for it. LJ Fort was a guy who joined late. Kobe Hamilton was a guy who joined late um, and ended up making the team anyway. The Steelers, if there's one thing they're great at, I think, is they, they keep an open mind about guys coming in. Um, and I think somebody like Corey Shepard and even, to be honest, Jake McGee, we haven't talked about the tight end group much, but if Jesse James and David Johnson are locked in. I don't know if Fazan Odom has a chance of maybe in the third tight end. He could maybe see a practice squad spot, but he can't block worth a lick. And I think the Steelers will want a little bit of that. And I think Jake McGee, if he shows out in the preseason and and he's fully healthy and there's no issues there, I know he's had some injuries in the past. He and Xavier Grimble, you know, locked in a little battle for that number three spot. I could see it happening. Uh, not a, this is not a deep tight end group, and Grimble uh, cannot consider himself a lock to make the roster, in my opinion. Uh, and they may only keep two tight ends, especially if they keep seven wide receivers, which you've talked about, um, and ask Rosie Nix to play kind of that uh, that H-back type of role that, that Will Johnson often played uh, often played as a third tight end for the Steelers. And maybe Rosie Nix gets asked to do some of that as well. So there's some flexibility, but the, but the bottom line is those guys who join late, um, even though, yes, it's an uphill climb because you've got to learn everything, and these other guys have had all the time you know, to learn all this stuff, especially minicamp. You know, so you've got to catch up quickly, but – the Steelers have shown in the past they're not, you know, they're they're a team that's willing to to stay open minded and consider these guys uh, as part of that ninety man roster as as guys with potential to make the final fifty three. 
which I don't think every team in the league does. I think they just look for camp bodies. Um, I think the Steelers really look for guys they think have a chance to make the roster that they'd want to get in here. So um, some things to think about with the cornerback group. Uh, A lot of the position groups for the Steelers are really set in stone. Um, But those are some things to think about with a group that I think at least two spots probably are up in the air um, if they keep six corners, which I think that there's a decent chance they will because probably only four safeties in this group. And I think Dangerfield and Golden are going to be the backups. Um, So, you know, something to think about with the cornerback group is a lot to prove. Uh, If you're watching in preseason action, Let's see what Cam Sutton does when he gets back into action. Hopefully that's soon. Let's see Golson and Hilton. Can Golson get back on the field? And if so, who plays better out of those two? Golson may be the edge of versatility-wise, but how does he do it outside corner? It's not It's not enough to say you can play outside corner. You have to be able to play it well. Um, and then Cody Sensabaugh and Brian Allen almost on special teams. We kind of know what Sensabaugh brings there. Always been a good special teams guy, but um, Brian Allen, can he prove that he has the upside to play? You potentially play corner well someday. Um, and also the ability to make plays on special teams. So a couple things to watch with the talented DB group that's going to be interesting to see play out over the preseason. We'll be back Wednesday, uh, and we'll have more uh, training camp stuff, and we'll continue talking through the roster and kind of looking at strengths, weaknesses, um, and evaluating where the team's at heading into their first preseason game. And then instead of Thursday, I'm going to push to Friday, uh, and we're, I'm going to do like a reactions right after the Friday night game. Uh, against the Giants I'm gonna do reactions and kind of talk about initial impressions from the game and then I'll watch the tape again sometime in the weekend and I'll come back on on Monday and give some more thoughts on on what I thought from the team uh in in that matchup so Steelers haven't fared very well in preseason action at least not on the scoreboard but I'm 100% fine with that if it means that starters aren't playing and nobody's at risk to get injured if you if you know one thing about me I'll harp it repeatedly on this podcast play your starters like two drives in games two and three and then get them out of there and don't play them again and don't have any deep drops or anything like that for your quarterback just be smart man these guys don't need as many reps as we think they need um you know they get them and they get them in practice already at full speed and honestly i don't think that they need it as much in a game as other people do so stay healthy that's the main key other teams are struggling to do that the steelers have some some nicks here and there but overall have stayed relatively healthy so knock on wood if you just heard that that was me knocking on my desk because uh, I believe in the jinxes. You know that if you follow me on Twitter, I believe in the jinxes. So stay healthy and continue to get your young guys reps, and uh, let's see how this cornerback position battles out. Uh, as always, thanks you. thank you guys so much for listening. I'll catch you again on Wednesday. What you doing? Ran out of space on my phone, so I'm deleting some stuff. Bye, singing dog. Bye, goal. I pronounce you. Bye, wedding ceremony. Stop. At MetroPCS, you get two free phones with twice as much memory. Really? Don't say bye to your memories. Switch to MetroPCS and get two free LG K20 Plus phones with 32 gigs when you switch two lines. MetroPCS. Wireless. Figured out. Coverage not available in some areas. Sales tax not included in phone price. Excludes numbers on the T-Mobile network. See store for details and terms and conditions.